Hey guys, welcome to Cult Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we have an A-plus comedy that really makes the grade because we're talking about the 80s teen sex comedy, Zapped. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thank you for joining the cult wherever you are in the world today. Uh, do us a favor. Head over to our iTunes page. Leave us a review. We will give you a shout-out at the end of the show. We have three of them to do tonight. Uh, and then after that, head over to our YouTube page. Subscribe. I'm sure we're going to put more videos on there soon of other episodes. <laughs> I'm sure those are coming. If, if you, But if you haven't subscribed yet... There's a bunch of episodes on there. Go check them out and some other videos, too. And then uh, don't forget, May 18th at Phoenix Film Bar, uh, we will be hosting American Movie, the documentary, and then uh, also we will be uh, having a little show afterwards. We'll talk a little bit about it. Like he said, American bit. movie, the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Not just a movie that happens to be American. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't want people to just come out and be like, you know, it's really support American well, dream. That's kind yeah. of fun because then they don't know what they're getting. Yeah, it could, could be, be any one of them. Any, any movie could made in America. Any movie made in America. Yeah, anything at all. <laughs> but that's May 18th. You can get tickets at filmbarphx.com. Thefilmbarphx.com. Thefilmbarphx.com. Oh, I thought he had it, but I guess no. he didn't. Dude, uh, it's, it, you know, the, I don't know. <laughs> as always, I am joined by Cosmet. Hey, how's it going? Chris Holmbeck. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salusio. Hi, everybody. Tonight we're talking about Zapped. Came out in 1982. Was directed by Robert Rosenthal. We made $16.9 million in the box office, filmed in Los Angeles, has a rating of R, and currently sits at a 7% on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, and then a 38% with the audience. <laughs> yeah. What? This is Cody's oh, pick. No, sorry. <laughs> Cody! <laughs> why'd you pick this movie? I even said I was going to do it this time, too. He did, and I gave the hand motion, and what? I thought... I what? Thought... <laughs> So the reason I picked this film is because I have been wanting to do an 80s teen sex comedy on the show um, for a while now. It's a genre that no longer exists and really can't exist in today's society. Um, and which is why I like it so much. It's because it's just um, it, it really doesn't work. It, it, it is a thing from the 80s that definitely does not work in today's world. Yeah. M much like much like Nazi exploitation films. Yeah. <laughs> but well, um, but funny works maybe a little bit more than those. Well, yeah, no. The, the, the I was just thinking the first thing of like a genre that <laughs> doesn't exist and couldn't. But like the the most recent film I could think of that would kind of fit in the category would be like American Pie. That would be the most recent film. I think that was well. Like last, no, this blocked movie is oh, supposed blockers? to be blockers. I just yeah. saw that oh, movie. I actually just saw. Is it. that a teen sex comedy? Or is it more about the parents? Both. Okay. Uh, yeah, they yeah. split it down the middle pretty well. I actually. I remember hearing a bunch of criticism about that movie coming out about how it's like, well, this this doesn't work anymore. No, kind of it thing. was funny. And I then thought it was and funny. then but then everybody's mind changed and they said, oh, I see what they're trying to do with it. You they have like, to do be a very clever with it now. It can't be as exploitive as it used to be. You have yeah. to be almost be like ahead a of like on top of the joke. Like you can't be the joke. Like, it's not funny to try to rape a girl anymore, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I like it anymore. It really should never have been funny but ever. Anymore. Ever. Look, and that's but, exactly the argument, it, that we live in times where that not. is that it, that is the, the argument. In but. the 80s, that thing, it was funny and acceptable. And the movie that I always I, I point to that is an 80s teen sex comedy that has that in it is, is freaking Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. They get away with it in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. It's like... When you really break down and think about it, when he sneaks into the uh, the moon room with the uh, um, the 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 popular girl, the cheerleader girl in college, yeah. mm -hmm. sorority girl, girl babe, she thinks she's having sex with her boyfriend. Yeah, and and it's like it's not till he reveals himself that, and it was such good sex that she's just over it. Uh, you know what I mean? Animal yeah. House is another one. Yeah, it's too. like definitely has no. Like at I least I can scene. say with blockers, every character has to demonstrate that they're 
completely in control of their yeah. character. You right, know, like right. like they're like they're you know, they're a part of the joke. They're creating it. They're aware of it. Whereas this one, it's like people fall a victim to the sex jokes Chris, in this your... early in these early eighties yeah. sex comedies. What's your ratings on bloggers? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. I give it three point five. Three point five. Wow, that good. Right, right, right. was... Everybody just a quick a quick review fight by, by our very own yeah. Chris Willenbrack. Yeah. It was bloggers. I, I was laughing out loud <laughs> that's quite a bit. Really? Okay, I'll have to that's, check it out. That's really cr- I did not think he would rate it that high. I'm kinda of wanna go see it now. So let me ask this question here. Uh, who here has seen Zapped before? Was this anyone's first time watching Zapped? My first time. Yeah, first time for first me time too. For me, I okay. had yeah. you seen it before. Yeah, I own it. Oh, okay. You where own it. did you originally so see this? Before? How, so how I got into these movies was actually uh, we talk a lot of them about on here. I don't think it's anyone's favorite director, uh, but Eli Roth is a really interesting person to listen to in podcast form. Uh, he's very knowledgeable about movies and knows a lot about the history of movies. And I actually heard him on a podcast talking about 80s teen sex comedies because he's a huge fan of these films. Uh, and it got me interested in the genre because I was number one, I didn't know the genre really existed. Uh, and then number two, like he was having so much fun with it and explaining it that it made me excited to want to delve into this, 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 this genre of film. And it's very similar to, um, uh, uh, like Conan. The what's those films? The Sword and Sorcery, Sorcery films. films. And the yeah. fact that the reason the the fact is that Bob. So Bob Clark. Bob Clark is the inventor of like everything cool, right? So Bob <laughs> Bob Clark started. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's a, that's a that's a high praise. I yeah. no specifics on that. <laughs> everything cool. You like a car? You like car? <laughs> you invented you cars. Like cars. Bob Clark. <laughs> Motherfucker. Bob a lot of people Clark say it's the right, the right brothers. It wasn't the right brothers. If you like airplanes, it was Bob Clark. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just laying that out on the table. Okay. So Bob Clark is responsible for the slasher genre with Black Christmas. Ah, uh, right. And he also did A Christmas Story, probably your favorite Christmas movie. Got it, Bob Clark. Uh, Bob right. Clark, so he kind of kicked off that. And he also did, uh, he kicked off the, the 80s team uh, sex uh, comedy with pork, uh, Porky's. Porkers. Okay. I was going to say Porkers. Every, porkers. <laughs> every, a different every, movie. Every time you say teen sex comedy, it sounds like you're saying team. Te- yeah, that too. Team sex comedy. Well, usually, like usually sex comedy involved. about teens. Usually involves yeah. football team teams. Sex. Yeah. So Bob Clark <laughs> kind of invented the, the genre of slasher <laughs> and 80s teams. team uh, uh, sex comedy uh-huh. uh, with, with uh, Porky's. And Porky's was like a fucking huge hit. Like this was a big movie. So what happened was... The foreign directors so in, right in Italy and all that stuff, they picked up on this stuff. They started making them, and everybody else started making them because they started making cash. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, it, But it only lasted, you know, for a couple of years and then gone. They Well, they, like, really overdid it in those couple it, of years. Yeah, it made it to about the 90s. It lasted longer than Sword and Sorcery. It made it to about the 90, I would say about 90, about 90 with I think it's Ski Patrol was the last okay. considerable That's so while. funny that I know I've seen <laughs> that film of, of the films that I have seen I've seen Ski so, Patrol quite a few times so what's the di- so wait, wait but wasn't there can't, can't you classify like American Pie as a resurgence I would say it was but that was only one film series think about it, it didn't really I there mean yeah a couple of film yeah, series guess, like, right Sex that Drive came out and, yeah there was like Sex Drive so I would say in the early early 2000 yeah. mid 2000s they made they tried it. it again they tried to do it again yeah. i think but they tried to do it in a different it's nowhere uh, it's the no, people weren't the, funny enough that's just i mean the other thing too is it's not as exploitive like like with zap let's take this movie for example like because or because that's the movie we're going to discuss but we'll talk about the end real quick is like literally just boobs see boobs to see boobs at least like in american pie there was the reason yeah, like it. they they had some strippers come over. Or or they, yeah, they, or they, yeah. you know what or, I mean. Or it was Jim's gonna get laid. Right. It fits you in know? the story. Whereas in this story. one, it doesn't necessarily and have like to. Like you said, with uh, yeah, exactly. And like you said, with Amer- uh with uh, um blockers, like it was part of the joke though. To the nudity in like American Pie is part of the joke. Like fucking a pie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. It's I part understand. of the joke. So. The only, actually, the only nudity you see in Blockers is like, I think a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a letdown. <laughs> it is the you new. Side can I say? Maybe. I will say it is the new nudity. Is, uh, is the penis? Is yeah. penises? Yeah, <laughs> it's nudity Dick's coming out. I think it's more like nowadays. <laughs> no, it's true though. I think nudity, uh, full frontal male nudity, has become the new That's like a new joke. taboo. I think. No, I don't think it's a taboo at all. I think Getting it's away with I it. think it's because it's funnier. 
Like, I mean, I mean when funny. you see it, it's like, it's yeah. Not really sexy. But it's not really like, I mean. Like I'll that be... scene in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he's like, I got something for yeah, you. Yeah, you can oh hear it God. slapping back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, funny. Funny. so funny. It is. Interesting. And uh, so, and the funny thing is, too, is I brought two over for basically you guys to pick from. Uh, and I brought what is the one of the more tame ones, which is Zapped, and the most outrageous one, which is Screwballs. Right. So, and you guys pick Zap because you thought it had more of a story. <laughs> I, I, I thought it. I thought it had no. more. I said. I, I said. It. It, I said it has. It looks like it has more of an entertaining story. Yeah. yeah. Screwballs looks like it's just. This movie's called Screwballs, Screwballs so something amazing. screwy's gonna happen yeah. every five minutes. It does, and it's amazing. <laughs> like that's that's the plot. Oh man. Speaking the plot of the, of the film is the title. Speaking Screw of the Balls. plot, we should probably figure out what the plot of Zapped is. So yeah. let's go to Plaza Mike. Well, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna zap it to you. Here <laughs> I go. Zapped. Starring Scott Bayo and Willie Ames, the power dynamic duo <laughs> of the 1980s. Um, so uh, Scott Bayo plays Barney, and Willie Ames plays Peyton. They're friends in high school. Barney and Peyton, they, man, those are like, like the most 80s names ever. <laughs> Sounds like fucking Sesame Street names. Um, so Barney is like, he's like a mad, like not a mad scientist, but he's a scientist, right? Like he's a science buff. He's kind of the nerdier of the two, to the group, right? Peyton is more of like the smooth talking. I, they, they insinuate that he's rich, so I'm guessing he is. I don't think they were lying about it, but no, it was kind of hard I to tell. It. He doesn't really floss it around too much. But Barney, um, he's the nerdier of the two, and he spends most of his time in the high school lab, you know, fiddling with chemicals. You know how scientists do. You know, just putting stuff together. But he's also growing weed, <laughs> which is another important thing. Super weed. Super weed, right. And, you know, Willie's all, you know, he's the typical kind of like com- comedic r- relief friend, you know, like that you see in the 80s comedies, like even Teen Wolf with Shades. He's always the one that kind of wants to get into trouble and kind of wants to, he's always trying to push his good-natured friend to do to come out of his shell and, you know, Scott Bayo, he hasn't even invited anybody to prom yet. He's too busy in his work, right? Well, anyway, what his work consists of, he's working with these lab rats, and he's and he's giving them chemicals from what I can tell. Jack Daniels. Right. And one day, um, a mistake happens where the uh, uh, coach, he comes in to the lab, and he, he has a little bottle of whiskey hidden behind the chemicals so he can get a little sniff, a little right. snifter. Every you know, in between periods or something like that, and he accidentally spills one of the liquids into this other chemical, uh, which he n- didn't plan. And when when ba- Barney gives this chemical to one of his rats as a test, he finds out that the rat um, is like able to move his him with his mind, right? And he kind of gets into like a like a fight with him where he's trying to feed the rat, like, this uh, uh, liquid, and he can't, and he breaks it, and there's a giant explosion, and this mystery liquid falls over the floor, and then he wakes up, and he has the ability to move things, essentially, with his mind. And if you thought there was a plot after this... (laughs) There's fucking not. <laughs> there is. It's about fall. It's about falling in love. It's about, and it's about young love. I guess. Love yeah. Sure. There's there's what you might call love, quote unquote love. I guess you could call that. But um, yeah. I mean, it, from then on, it, you know, Willie's trying to push him to use this power to like, you know, make get, him money, get back at the bullies, get back at the bullies, get dates or whatever. That <laughs> becomes pretty much the entire plot. Film, yeah. And then the rest is, you know, how that all plans out. That's the other half of the film is just yeah. I am Scott Baio with powers. Yeah, let's see how this works out. Let's see the ability what, yeah. to rip tops off at any given yeah. moment. This yeah. one's got some really weird shit in it though too that I I, I actually really enjoy uh, comparative like it's weird because Scott Baio's character is definitely a sh- like he's definitely influenced by Peyton and he wants to be uh, you know, like popular, yeah, and and whatnot in some form of a way, and like just the relationship also with the parents is like my I don't favorite. Get that. Yeah, we got, uh, and we'll definitely get into that yeah. because that is a weird part of this there's movie. Just, there's just there's a lot of weird things about this movie. You know, we'll talk more about them when we come right back. Who are you going to the prom with, Barney? Oh, uh, I don't know yet. Why don't you go with one of your mice friends? So what's this all about? Saturday night. Dinner and a flick. We'll have a blast. Cut the crap. You know I'm going out with Robert Wolcott. He's pre-law at Teewinkle College. Why should I go out with you? 
Well, I'm pretty rich, pretty famous, and pretty powerful. You act like preschool, and uh, that's a little immature for me. <laughs> wow! What the hell's going on here? Nobody touched your swear to God. And we're back. Oh. Talking about Zap came out in 1982. <laughs> I am actually shocked. I didn't know this movie made $16.9 million in the box yeah. office. What was the budget? Much, yeah, cost? we don't know we the don't budget, even know. though. Yeah, yeah. We don't, I mean, yeah but it can't be like, that much, dude. It are you really kidding me? That's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of wire work. That's a lot of Los Angeles, too. I think too. that, yeah. uh, I mean, I think Scott Bay and Willie Ames at this time are pretty, pretty big. Po- pretty so. popular, yeah, for the I television think that, show. Yeah. You know, this I feel is, like clearly this is like, don't they like this no, is like a $40 million budget They film. didn't do... What, what is it? Charles and Charles came after this movie. I think Charles and Charles came after this. It did, for but sure. But I still think that Scott Bay and Willie Ames as like... Were they famous already, or was this kind of what... Yeah, well, I mean... What was Willie Ames famous for? Wasn't it All Happy Days or something like that? No. Was he on Happy Days? <laughs> Scott Bayo was, Scott though. Scott was... Uh, okay. Chachi. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So, but um, Willie Ames, I don't know if he was. Maybe he's just like his friend. They just love their talented. chemistry together. They were probably. like, th- there was like, I, th- I could have swore that they were like a team of people. I don't think they were a team until after this movie, and then Charles in Charge. So they, 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 this, this is the movie that that created okay, that okay, dynamic okay. duo. Yes. That's right. This makes sense. Willie Ames was in eight, and is, eight is enough. I don't know what that uh, is. Yeah, okay. You guys never saw it, is enough? No. no. Anyways. Okay, so it was a really popular uh, TV show about a family where What's it was the like- plot? Yeah, it was like eight people, like eight kids. The Brady Bunch. Plots was okay. Okay. eight and up. And I think it, I <laughs> think it, it came around the same time as um, like Happy Days. It was during 77 to 81. When was Happy Days? Uh, they were on the t- TV circuit together? Yeah, I just think they were both- bo- Wait, Let's put it this way. Days? It was like if two, two teenage stars like joined in a movie together. Gotcha. I'm just wondering, was he a star? Like, yeah, Willie Ames was like, the, oh yeah, yeah. Like, they were stars. Yeah. At this time. Oh yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah, okay. I mean, they're definitely the driving force of this movie. They put them in this movie together for a reason. Yeah, I agree. And I'm surprised that this happens before Charles in Charge. Somebody yeah. was like, all right. So Zapped was in '82. Charles in Charge was '84 to '90. Wow, two years after they said we got to get those Zap boys back together. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> We gotta, we gotta see if we can generate the same magic <laughs> we did with Zapped. Got really this, gotta get that together. I got this new which, hit show. Which idea. does, which does, you know, you do find out that yeah, it opens up with with Barry, which is uh, Scott Bayo, mm-hmm. who, who is playing Barney. the Barney, Barney, right? Who's playing the nerd Barry? Jesus. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be Barry. Might as well Barry Barney. This, these are all '80s names, you know. That's why we have individual names like Apple now. True. All right. You know, so people can keep tell it, the difference. Keep it going. <laughs> so, anyways, he's doing experience. I mean, what he's doing is he's he, he's do, uh, he's figuring out the <laughs> he's finding out the effects on on of alcohol on diving, which he's using the mice for, and he has them in little little diver suits. Little diver <laughs> suits. But that's not the only thing he's working. He's working on some orchids or something like that. Yo, he's growing orchids yeah. for the for principal. The principal. principal has a weird orchid thing because and it's it's a. I think it's a garden challenge that his ex wife oh, yeah. is off of. Yep, in. yep. He wants to be his ex wife. Oh, so he wants that, to make, that makes a lot more sense. And but then bar- secretly he's developing uh, <laughs> super fertilizer to make super. Weed. Well, because Barney wants to be a botanist. That's what he wants to be. Right. So his thing is like really into plants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So actually, the study on the rats is the weird is the one that's that doesn't even. Uh, yeah. Fit well, in he's with doing his... that. He's doing that for the school. Or uh, the school was I interested think... in the effects of booze on scuba diving. <laughs> yeah, I think so. If, <laughs> I, <laughs> if I have this correct. Okay. And uh, uh, Peyton Willie Ames is on new on the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's, he's a photographer. He's in yearbook also. I think. Yeah. Yeah. School and he is photographer. a photographer. But he's also like a ladies' man, so he's like the cool guy. But he's the rich kid. He is rich. Right. Gotta love the '80s when the photographer was the cool guy. And yeah. he, well, he's <laughs> like the rich, times. cool guy. Like he sleeps with all the girls. He sleeps with the teacher. He sleeps with the uh, well, secretary, uh, like secretary, secretary yeah. the principal. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's hardly a teacher level. Come on. Sure, but you know what? It's it it's a. It's a level. It's a, it's a, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. It's a level. It's a, somebody's level. Somebody's got a level in that area. Okay. What? So, and it's these two, and really what this movie is about is about their friendship and how uh, it takes a woman 
to come into Barney's life and open his eyes that uh, Peyton has been using him, you know, for the, this whole time, basically, and taking him down a road that's not uh, really right for him. It's only beneficial for Peyton. It really, it is. Pretty much. But I'll tell you what, man. Barney is one fucking faithful friend. I would agree. I would say yes. Sure. He comes through. But that's what this movie is about. It's about bromance. It's, this is actually a bromance movie. A lot of people think it's a this romance. There's several romances happening in I, this movie, I or think, attempted romances. I, th- I think. I think. I think the true heart of what this movie is about is showcasing how absolute power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Because because I I, I I I swear Scott Bayo couldn't be the better role model of the one person that should not get powers because he is so easily. Uh, 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 what am I looking for? Coerced, Coerced yeah. into doing uh, horrible things with his powers, and honestly, I think if left un like regulated, I feel like he would just turn into this monster. I, I will, I will agree it's with also, you. But it's because that's the pressure of being in high school, man. You know, the pressure of being in high school so. doesn't mean you throw you throw a, you throw a, a mannequin at your mom. That's <laughs> 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 no, high school. That's simply it's, number one. It's not no. a mannequin. It's it's a. Oh, I'm it's sorry, a dummy. Throwing a dummy. Let's face yeah. it. That mom wasn't very likable. So that's you know what. That's okay. That's no. okay. If she's not uh, most well, most moms. Had aren't. this been a different genre, I think it, you're right. I think it's like one. One step away from Lawnmower Man. Yeah, like it really becomes <laughs> this is like, a situation this is like where it's Job like 1. This is 1. too much power for one man to hold, <laughs> yeah. and it does turn him into yeah, like uh, he, he like the first time first time he experiences the well, joy of it is know. when he makes the top pop open and he's like. Wow, he's and then it just spirals out of control. He's justifiable with the parents because number one, parents just don't understand. These parents really don't understand. Well, yeah. I, I think any parents just don't understand let's, telepathic let's, powers. Let's characterize these parents yeah, because yeah, they're very about about these they're they're very interesting. So after the yeah. uh, after the explosion, uh, and and Scott Bayo is zapped, he he gets these powers, mm-hmm. uh, and but he doesn't really realize it yet. But you can you can tell he spends a lot of time at this lab, and when he comes home. His parents are very concerned that he's he's a, he's a heroin drug user. addict. Let's be honest. His mom's concerned. His dad is just along for the ride. Yeah, his, his dad's a little less. He's uh, checked yeah. out. Well, yeah. his checked dad out. really checks out as the film goes on. <laughs> <laughs> literally to the point where he's just asleep on a couch, and <laughs> I don't a, think it's chaos. Much yeah. It's a, literally anymore. a corpse on a couch yeah. that doesn't move like that. His his role really doesn't go any much he like, probably farther. do you think that that actor read that and was like this is a role for me i, no. I sleep half the film okay <laughs> i think it was easy more like paycheck. i think it was more like <laughs> yeah pay, easy paycheck but this mom is like very convinced that her son who is obviously bright and like the school she has to know that the school is he's in the lab like he's a smart kid he's like it's not like she's, she gets she's, she's, look she, she gets swept up in the 80s the 80s anti-drug Culture and she thinks that her her son is is on drugs for or, whatever or reason. Or possessed, which you know she's well, super Christian and he's super pos- science. The possession and... doesn't come up until he actually makes the doll move for the first time, and he does it to threaten her. Which is you know that's that's a model citizen right there. You, that's somebody you, you really see where what what that's like a really the, good upbringing. Yeah, <laughs> leads to this is the plot of like Akira. Yeah, right here <laughs> their <laughs> acting style and choices does just does not it, fit this it movie. It doesn't not only that, but like their their whole mo- their whole reasoning for even going after Barney and assuming Barney is fucked up. Like, well, there is no reason we're not giving it. There, it's absolutely that's what I'm saying. saying. There's yeah. absolutely none. There's no reason to suggest that. He's having problems. He's a straight A student, clearly. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. he's given his own key to his own laboratory in the high yeah. school. He's let's, on um, the baseball yeah, team. Let's be honest. He's that though. trustworthy. The, I mean, the only thing he has going from his parents are do not approve is the fact that he doesn't have a girlfriend. But let's not change this fact though. Is that maybe the parents had no justifiable reason to think he's on drugs? But he was under his own accord just growing weed in the school's garden. He, he absolutely yes. was up to, up to some pressure. no good. But like. That's a weird thing for Christian families to be like, you know what? He has he hasn't seen him with a girl. I mean, is this a, like uh, I'm afraid my kid's gay? Is that like there? I don't know. That's never suggested. I thought it was interesting that they would even make her so religious. You know, yeah. like what? What are they trying know to say? Uh, what are they trying to say in the film? But like, it was also kind of funny though, because like especially when the sure. priests show up. Oh, later it, on it pays off. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Which is the whole up? reason I think that with the priest is the whole reason why she's even religious. Like, is to set up that joke. It's to set up that joke. It's a long joke to for that. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. I agree. I'll buy it. But the, no, I, I don't disagree. But her character I don't, doesn't fit. No, the I, dad fits more than and the I mom. D- and I don't disagree. And the dad just eventually just is asleep on the couch constantly mm-hmm. as this movie goes on, which it, he doesn't grow. And I agree. Like the way that the, looking at it now, the way that Barney's methods are of going after his parents, like physically with his mind attacking them with a dummy. <laughs> uh, it's the most frightening thing I would ever yeah. see in my life. It's not okay. <laughs> But in yeah. the 80s, it's funny. Oh, well, yeah. I, <laughs> I think that shit's funny. I think it's funny now, too. It was pretty, the payoff is pretty goddamn funny with the priest and the whole dummy flying around. Like That whole scene was. But like when great. it does attack her feet, <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> Cody's losing it right now. Yeah. He just want to play by play. Because this movie gets to a point where it's just there's so much stupid shit. Immediately, it gets to that point. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you don't even wait for it, really. No. Like, <laughs> I think I was at that point when I watched the trailer before watching it. I was like, "Oh, I, I like." I'm not in it, for anything good here. I like that it took some risks. Like, <laughs> it, did it? <laughs> <laughs> like, like it went places. And granted, I'm not that familiar with the sex comedy, but yeah. like, the uh, you know, we we're introduced to a coach character who's oh, played Dexter? by. Yeah, Dex, who's played by Scabman Carruthers. Best character in this movie. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah down. I mean, easily. And, and, you know, he's kind of like this quirky little funny, like, fatherly coach figure who walks around, and, and, and he ends up getting high and, like, having this dream, this, like, <laughs> high dream that is just so <laughs> out of left field. I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess they did put pot in a lot of these sex comedies, wasn't that? That, yeah. that must have been, like, a thing. No, but that that dream does come out of like fucking nowhere. Nowhere. And it, like, what are these ideas? <laughs> well, uh, my favorite, well, uh, scene that comes out of nowhere is where he like kind of. There's a moment where where uh, Barney starts coming in and testing his powers, and then I guess he goes into like this imaginative state where he takes what oh, is the clearly, weird Star Trek thing? Yes, it's clearly the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah, where they glued some things on the top of it to make it also look like the Enterprise. Yeah. And then they do this whole Star Trek thing, and it cuts into, like, I guess what he's imagining is yeah. a Star Trek yeah. it, crew. Dude, it felt like that episode of fucking Black Mirror. Yeah. It, felt it was like, really fucking it weird. It was really, like, dark and odd. And I was he, like, what? He flies this, this, this Star Wars oh, Star yes. Trek hybrid yeah. towards the dog, the dog, so the dog attacks it. The, yeah. the right? teeth coming through the, the top, top of the, of And yeah. I'm thinking, There's like... There's, like, actual people in fear of being yeah. eaten. I will absolutely <laughs> say that if at any point in time I was wondering, like, if there was any budget of this movie that went over 16 million like most of it went into the, just that scene because like they had to build a set they recreated the enterprise yeah and they created a, and then have these teeth come through the ceiling i love that <laughs> they all have the nike symbol too yeah it was a really weird uh it is very weird and it's it comes out of nowhere, nowhere. It, it, yeah. it's, it's literally like somebody just wrote it in as a skit it's when he gets grounded by his parents right it's the first time and then i think right after that is when he, he just, attacks he with he the, dummy. the dummy and just leaves yeah it's just a weird. I mean, there's a lot of weird scenes that. Yeah, I think it's a better way though to showcase uh, your our character coming to terms with his powers versus versus uh, the original Spider-Man where he covers his room in webs. I think this is a better I way could, of doing I could, it. I could agree with that. I just to Being me, sarcastic I've, I've is felt, terrible. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I I could have saw it, but it made no sense. I mean. The way I, the only way I could describe some of these scenes where I felt like they were filler scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they were kind of sure. like, oh yeah. man, this film's only like I mean, oh, I mean, eighty minutes film, long. Want to talk about filler? This scenes. film felt like uh, gags and skits stitched together. Yeah, uh, definitely yeah. funny things to yeah. do with telekinetic just, powers. What does it? Yeah, as a well, teenage male. Going back to that scene you're talking about, though, what boggles my mind is like, okay. So he's in his room. He's grounded. He's gonna make his spaceship start to fly around. Why did they take it to that next level and film actual yeah. people piloting the toy? Well, That's what, what I'm saying. Like why they went they, that well, here's extra some, mile for here's, that one? Here's scene. the thing: is they they go into his imagination like a like that, and I think uh, when the the punk kids reading the poem, <laughs> and because he goes into his imagination about the girl whose top later comes off several times in the film. Yeah. Um. So he has two imaginative scenes, but they don't fit in the film. It's like, why? Okay. Well, so- that one does because he just he just he's staring at her tits. 
Well, he's daydreaming. That's like a that's like a that's like yeah. A but they make thing, it seem right? like somehow the daydreaming is going to be tied into the power, but it's really not tied into the power. It's not. That no. is a problem. It, it's this is not like fucking Muppet Babies or Bobby's World, you know, where it, it's like a theme that you understand. Like at right. some point in time, they're going to fantasize about being in Star all Wars. It, all <laughs> it was was I thought it was just that their, their Fast Times and Major Mountain High pool scene. That's all it was. I thought it was going to yeah, go that, that far. scene. But then the Star Trek scene throws it even further. Where I'm just I don't like, know what that is. Okay, is like. Part of his thing is he has a super active imagination, and that he's just well, like, like I said, like can Dexter's, I just say, can Dexter's I, dr- drug dream is a totally completely oh, different so existence. That is mind. so yeah. insane with Einstein. I, and shit. I, there's no doubt that they were trying to take it to a level of like zany, to where it's like, yeah, it defies the laws of physics, and like it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like, I mean, you know, I guess you could tie back like. All the gags he does, where he like lifts people up with their pants down around their ankles and twirls them around in the <laughs> air, and everybody's just like, nobody's like, what the fuck just really happened? Like, <laughs> you know, everybody's just like, yeah, that was just a weird thing that could potentially happen. You know, like, like I kind of have to throw that logic out the window with this movie yeah. completely. Well, that's one of my I, favorite scenes, by the way. Here's the thing, though, Chris, I did throw my logic out the window, but it's still fun to sit there and actually try to get in the mind of the people who created this and think, <laughs> why did you film a Star Trek scene? Because <laughs> like, they love Star Trek, of course. It's like, just, it's, it's, a, just it, it's insane. It's, it's a throwback. It's, it's like it's ridiculous. But it is a funny scene. It is a funny scene. But I mean, the best trip scene is definitely. Oh, Dexter's yeah. because oh, he's Dexter's. like having a whole conversation <laughs> with uh, uh, Einstein. Yeah, well, I think like Dex- like Dexter is. Pr- I think the funniest characters in the movie are literally Dexter, the principal, and uh, uh, what's the teacher's name? I don't think the teacher's oh, very funny. Uh, oh, dude, she's, Bernadette, right? She's fucking hilarious. I did not think she was funny. No, Bernadette's the love interest. Sorry. <laughs> Teacher was oh, Miss Springboro with, with the principal. Now I did not think she was funny. Yeah, oh, dude, yeah, nothing. Miss Springboro. I liked maybe. her. I dude, liked so her. So funny. I thought she had great like facial fe- yes. expressions, and she was a, just kind of a big character. And the blowjob at the fucking dinner. Oh, jeez. It's I funny was like, as fuck, dude. Yeah, okay. You know, it's like literally the tables like vibrating and shits falling off and. <laughs> This waiter is still <laughs> taking their order and still coming back. Is everything okay? So, oh yes, it's fine. Obviously, getting this fucking. I just like when they crawl out of the under the table and everybody's sitting there staring at them in the whole restaurant. And you can obviously see underneath the table. <laughs> so I'm like, everybody just sat and watched this dude get a blowjob. Just like that, that couple keeps getting caught. Like they keep getting caught. Like even later on, I like, like when they in get the caught, gym. caught by uh, by Dexter though, because he keeps every time oh. Dexter catches the principal, he's just like adding it to the list. Yeah, <laughs> that's he's so funny. nice about it. Yeah. Scatman's such a nice guy. Yep. I, uh, so we're kind of all over the place with this movie, but that's fine because it is uh, another one of my favorite scenes. That to me, just you, there's no way that you can, <laughs> you can make it sexy, but they sure do try. Is the sex oh. scene between him and Bernadette oh, where they God. where they float in the mattress? Oh, it's so awkward. Uh, it is so it painful. Is, it felt really uncomfortable. It didn't it? It felt yeah. like it felt the way it was lit felt real skeezy. Like, like <laughs> it felt how, like real grimy. How far down? Like how how long has he been floating that mattress? Did he float that mattress down the block? And it's Let's obviously these no, kids are in high school. It's like not even a full like mattress. Kids. And why are they banging going to the high school to bang on the fucking desk? Because that's where they first the met, sanctuary. bro. I guess so. I mean, I just I, the weirdest thing I think is that they start smoking cigarettes and laughing about and it and coughing. Like, <laughs> oh, they finish the sex scene. Oh my god! And can we please talk about? All the music that yes. plays throughout this movie, that's especially whole, during that's the whole, sex scene. That's a whole segment. Da, 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 oh. da, da. Oh yes, this music is just—it's so bad. <laughs> it's, if they're so bad, it's painful. good music. This is a part of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is painful. Music. Along with the theme song, Dude, Control Two, and it goes on forever. Like it, that scene goes on for a long time. It's like this is a little. They much. play the whole song. Oh yeah, because it's a whole montage. It's, the it's, 80s. A, it's a whole montage leading up to that All about the their montages. Love. It's yes. the eighties. Remember we discussed this on previous shows. In the eighties, you played a fucking song from start to finish. Oh, it you know, was some not, sappy ass. If you're paying for the rights to play that song, you're getting your money. There's not. There's, it was nobody. There's nothing Price about uh, you know. There's nothing Probably like falling Scott in love Bay. with the fucking girl that just uh, is annoying as hell. 
Huh? Who's that? Which one? Bernadette. I she's not annoying. I didn't she think she was that. I didn't think she was. She was like, no, the like how they meet is her just like her. bugging him trying to get I mean, the no, story. I, I would enjoy it. I, I, she was almost she was <laughs> almost a mirror fucking character to the love interest in my science project. Yeah. Like I agree fucking with that. mirror. And, and like I liked it. I, I thought I thought she was I, th- I thought she was being nosy, but I, I thought it was good because she ended up being a great love interest for him. I don't know, man. Also, I feel bad for her too because he's kind of abusive. That's the <laughs> thing I felt the worst about was like abusive. this is like a shitty dude. Like <laughs> Scott shatters- Bale, Scott Bale's kind of an asshole. He shatters her glasses like he shatters her <laughs> glasses. Um, she it was tries an accident. She tries to it drive. Not, he did it on she tries to drive away on her bike when she gets mad at him. And, and he stops, stops the bike. That was the part that actually made me terrified. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, this man could become a monster. Oh god, yeah. we went dark on <laughs> He like, dude, are you kidding me? She's riding away, pissed off, and he stops her bike and won't let her move. Um, like uh, that's terrifying. There's a lot of creepy things in this movie. How we'll about talk when he about tried him. to uses his mind to friggin' pull up her shirt, and she clearly doesn't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, how about the time when it's, he literally attacks her and tries to make out with her and she shoves him off and is like, no, no, no. And then she turns and like starts to make out with him. I she, thought I, I got like that's a very, I, dating, I, got a, that, I got a very rapey vibe from Scott Bale. Like if he was left unchecked, he would just use his powers to rape. Well, he didn't know his what powers to do. accidentally kind of do. And even at the end, the end is the one, the end part for me is where I just, I'm so baffled with, uh, Bernadette's character. Yeah, she's just so like because she does kind of play like, hey, this is what's right and wrong. Like she's kind of the voice of reason of like bit. what's right and wrong in bit. Scott Bale. <laughs> you know, like a hard little bit. It's like <laughs> it's like if at the end of Carrie, <laughs> yes, after everyone's dead, one of the students walks up and goes, "Yeah, you're right. They all deserved it." <laughs> just out. Yeah. You want to go on a date? Yeah, <laughs> true. Like, are you are you suggesting why didn't she stop him from like ripping women's tops off? Yeah, why did she's she like laugh she's like thoroughly like thoroughly yeah. enjoying. She's like it. walking side like hand in hand with him. Like, what are we gonna do in this and, corner? Because it's the a room? weird it's a weird character turn that his character takes where it's like you know what'd be fun? Yeah, just making it seem I like it's so windy revenge. in here that I'll rip everybody's clothes off and then everybody will get sex crazed, <laughs> not freaked out. Yeah. Everyone just gets sex crazed. Well, if, if, a, if a massive vacuum started and pulling everyone's clothes off and sucking it out of the room, I mean. Do you think it was all the weed that they burned up in the incinerator getting into the. No. Is that your, is that your, fa- is that your fan theory? It was, it was all a fucking trip. It was sex weed. It's just this weird reaction because that they're teenagers that they would just have this sex reaction. You well, know? Not, yeah. only, not only the teenagers. Well, can, we, can we also say that. Yeah. And the worst one being Scatman Carruthers. Freaking Coach Dexter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is fucking oh, terrifying. A teenage girl runs by and he runs her. and du- dives, he dives at her like he wants- grabs her by the hips and yeah. his wife has to pull him off. Right. And uh, it's a, she was a mean one of his wife, goddamn though, she students. Was. She was a mean wife, says Chris. How <laughs> dare should, she stop me you, from grabbing an underage girl? You should never girl. dive at an underage girl, but she was a bitch wife. <laughs> Jesus, but she, she dive was at a, any girl. Because it does think, no, no, no. no, at that end scene is like, where everything else kind of seems, some they he, try to turn it into somewhat an innocent thing. I feel like the strike on the head turned him into a bit of a monster but for a moment. Is, yeah, with the watermelon, the watermelon strike. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Because he got bumps on, it, on his head. He gets, he gets for some reason, he gets look he gets, on his face. He gets oddly disoriented from uh, a, a, an empty watermelon uh, a rind hitting yeah. him on the head. They're heavy. Not not at all. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> not in the slightest. They're really not. Um, yeah, and then he just looks insane, and then he starts ro- walking like a robot, <laughs> ripping off clothes with his mind, and it's just like, who are you? Like, well, everybody's... And, and again, the one who has been the beacon of light this whole time is just like... <laughs> is great and it's like <laughs> having fun as so a weird. couple together yeah. <laughs> that's it's what couples do they 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 strip an entire but the thing here's entire, the thing with this movie for an teen sex comedy this scene makes My, nothing but sense. i mean it, literally it's called a teen sex comedy they're basically taking a teenage boy's wet dream of being able to take everyone's clothes off just Chris and translate everything and translating that into a a, cr- a, a wacky movie because they knew that they were literally <laughs> selling this movie on the sex well, yeah but here's the, the thing exactly because at this time like 
as a teenage boy, it's not like the internet's around in the eighties, right? In eighty two, there's and getting your hands on a uh, uh, porno film or or you, number one, there's no even home market for it in eighty two. You'd have to go to a theater, and <laughs> you would have to. Um, uh, the the other part of it is like you to see a nudie magazine, you got to be eighteen to buy it. So this is like jerk like when you're uh, this is jerk off films for 12 year olds is what this basic that's, maybe not that's, 12 that's, maybe not 12 that's totally fine but the thing that at the point i think that's what you at the point i think that 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 12 years old maybe maybe me and mike might be old. might be on the same same page on is that look we just recently uh reviewed a movie and we i think we all mentioned like this is this just is kind of silly for nowadays. Yeah, and we're reviewing it with our with our 2018 eyes. Yeah, and that's where the where, where the the where the commentary on it is. It's not that we're like bashing it and ignoring the fact that yes, it was a teen sex comedy, but nowadays it kind of falls on. I don't know. It's weird to watch. Is that Mike? Am I on a path yeah, I, here? No, that... I agree with you 100. <laughs> percent I agree with you. There, there okay. I, I'll I'll put it this way. There are themes that have existed in films that, like nowadays, people probably wouldn't go with. A big one, and I feel like, which is one of the, the main themes, a lot of these teen sex comedies, is that boys will be boys, and they're always on the chase, looking for sex, and they're always trying to do this thing, and they can't control themselves, and that's where you get these scenes where like you said, Revenge of the Nerds or Animal House where there's a little angel and a devil discussing and trying to convince this kid whether or not he should have sex with a girl who is unconscious. <laughs> should he be taking advantage of this? <laughs> right? Jesus. Where this film, I feel like, takes it like to a level of absurdity and stupidity <laughs> is this fucking thing where he like turns into like a crazy psychic who's ripping girls' shirts off. Like, I'm sorry, to me, I didn't read it as, like, like this is every teen boy's fantasy come true. I'm like, yeah, if that kid's, like, a fucking, gonna grow up to be, a, like, a child, like, a molester or something, like, somebody that's gonna be, like, a sex offender. I mean, maybe that. I don't really I don't, think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> he has this psycho look about him, and he's tearing off people's clothes, and, like... I would agree with that at the end. And the I, re- end I really don't understand the Bernadette point. Like, I, I mean, obviously, he must be the director of, like, I, I just imagine the actress is like, and what am I doing in this scene? Yeah. And the director's just like, ah, you're laughing around because this is fun. And she's like, okay, I guess I'm doing that then. I mean, it just, <laughs> it didn't make any sense, sense to I me. I guess I guess it's even where the, like some of those things that we, like you said, Kyle, some of those scenes now we watch them like the Revenge of the Nerd scene. You're thinking like, Ugh, you know, uh, that doesn't really land the way it probably yeah. did in 1980. This one does it for like a good 15 minutes. Oh, at the end? <laughs> and it yeah. just keeps hitting you harder yeah. and harder. And for me, it's just like, okay, like I think even back in the day, this is looked at as kind of being like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and, and honestly, it's it's really really the end scene is like the, the 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 one scene that I feel like is I even feel like it's out of place for this for this movie. And and after hearing that they did reshoots to add more nudity, I imagine that that nudity was added too at the final end, like that. The like the, the other stuff that happens is brief and short and kind of like oh here's like a fun here's a funny little a flash uh, of boob. yeah here's a, a little fun boob for you this is just a gratuitous like <laughs> fucking eight minutes of just pulling clothes off women women dancing on tables as clothes are getting ripped off of them and these are all high school girls at a fucking prom dance and I'm just like that's like a little odd I also think like the nightmarish scenario where it's like it turns into fucking society at the end of this thing where it's like if you take their clothes off. Oh, they like, I just start, yeah. They're just like fucking grabbing each other and like having this massive orgy. Girls are trying to put their clothes back on and guys are just like humping them, like dry humping can't them. Can't stop yeah. what my dick wants and just like attacking <laughs> yeah. it's them. It's true. It's true. There and are there's like, a few like, shots. Uh... There's there's a few shots where I was like they fact they filmed this like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is like I know they're trying they're probably just like this is a silly movie just have fun with it well, again, like whatever again that's why I say know, the but... o- the audience is that low that they were shooting for of like twelve years old that's not a joke so that's like that that's I seriously mean, who they made these movies for yeah because I, okay I I mean I get it for because, sure like, like it, I mean it seems it seems crazy to me that there was a time in life where they were shooting for an R rated an yeah. R rating added more gratuitous. Yeah. Nudity, so they can hit the, the very people market. that were not yeah. supposed to be watching. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're hitting the teenage market because that's who has expendable cash. Yeah, 
Yeah, I just well, say, I, I think... Well, I, 12 seems like they don't have expendable kids. Yeah, they, they do, because they get it from their parents, and they, they don't do anything and they, else. And these are yeah, all, they, for all they the they kids have, that are sneaking into the theater. They are, they, yes. are, they are mowing lawns during the day and looking for titties on uh, TV yeah, at night. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you didn't see it anywhere else. You had to go to see, you had to go see films like this, yeah. and they made the outrageous Yeah, I think, I think, you know, I think ultimately, like, the thing is this whole movie... Uh, you know the scenes of nudity that are in it feel like they have a purpose. They serve to they they uh, serve to the end. they serve the story in some yeah. way. The, with the exception of the end, the end serves no story because it doesn't even make sense what even happens. He gets hit with watermelon and he goes into this crazed state of mind where he just starts ripping clothes off, and then he gets hit in the head with a hose, and then loses suddenly we're, we're supposed to assume that he loses powers. But then the scene is just immediately followed up with them just flying off. He M Night Shamalander. Yeah, he M Night. Yeah, well, no, he M Night Shamalander uh, uh, Peyton. So Peyton wouldn't use basically use him anymore. So That's he doesn't true. even That's stand true. up to his friend. He just he pusses out at the end. Yeah, of he, like, he just pretends he, he doesn't have him. power. He doesn't have yeah. the power anymore. Yeah. You know, I get it. It's like, maybe it's just easier that's, not to say anything. That's Chris's tactic yeah. right there. Hey, you know how films always end with a good conflict between good and evil? And, uh, you know, in the end, the character realizes yeah, that they're going to roll it off. Let's we'll find out sc- eventually. Let's forget that whole part. Let's just yeah. sidestep that and just do hey. 15 minutes of breasts, yeah. of bare now- breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Even bigger. If he's out there, you know, I mean, yeah, if, he, if he's showboating and shit, flying up to the stars and, like, teleporting I mean, he's going to get caught sooner or sooner. Yeah, later. He's I mean, gonna, he's going to get He's going to get dragged to Vegas, and then he's going to he's gonna have to kill his friend. With right. the psychic roulette powers. tables flying everywhere. I feel like that's a sequel to Zapped. Zapped two is, is, uh, well, is there already is a Scott, sequel. Scott, so. Scott turns on his friend and then he he makes him explode with his mind. Yeah, it turns into scanners. I gotta say this uh, would this would have been a great horror film. Have you guys? Fantastic. <laughs> it actually would have. Really, still can. Really would have worked. It still can be. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Zapped. So stupid that he gets hit in the head with a fire hose. I hate that. I was like, oh my god. That that and I hate that he just somehow like like that hit released another portion of his powers. He's becoming stronger throughout this film. (laughs) Right. Pretty much at one point he's going to be Akira. Yeah, this, this movie is the prequel to Akira, and then he basically is going to be in some stadium, and then he's going to turn into some nine thousand foot tall like flesh baby. Yeah, wow. that's what I do. Happen. Think something like that's going to happen. I think he flew her away to a very remote location. Mm-hmm. She against her will again because yeah. she was again like, "What are you doing?" And, and his friend, his friend Pey- Peyton's going to show up with like a fucking rocket launcher, and he's just like, yeah, years really later, he's like, years he's later, like, <laughs> Peyton will realize that he created this monster. And he's gonna come back as the hero in Zap Two and say like, he's "Now I like, have to end Barty! this. It ends now. Yeah, exactly. And then like a f- battle breaks out. Yeah, it's good. I, I like it. That and sounds then, great. We should fuck it. Is anybody listening that has any kind of like creative control here? Is uh, anybody yeah. is the person Does anyone that want to invest in Zap Two <laughs> with Scott Bale and Willie Ames? Well. Zap Two. No, you got to bring him back, Mike. If you're gonna if you're gonna do the movie, you got to I mean, bring him back. I mean, the dynamic duo. Now is the time because we have we have Cobra Kai that's about to drop. Now's the time we got to get this out there. Zap two. Zap, Zap two. two was already made, guys. <laughs> we have to do Zap three. There Wait, is a sequel to this movie. There was a sequel the, to this movie. No, this is the new Zap two. This yeah. is the this is like yeah this is like the Halloween thing they're cool. doing. Yeah, but Zap, Zap two. two Zap two wasn't a direct sequel, was it? Well, let's find out. Here we go. Let's find out if Zap 2 starts Scott Bay and Williams. Was Zapped Zap again, 1990. Let's see what it what? is. That sounds like a sequel, bro. Wow. A new kid moves to a school. No, wow. no, no. Brand this new. is not following. Yeah. So that means, wait a minute. <laughs> He's part of the science club. I mean, come this on. He's discovered telekinetic canon. powers. Uh, Chris, this is what's Chris, called Chris, a Chris. remake. No, no, no. no, no. This is like a weird sequel. So it's now that now there is two human beings 
with the ability to move shit with their mind free on the on this planet. Out of curiosity, what's Zap Two rated? R. Oh, is it a sex comedy? <laughs> it's a too? comedy sci-fi. Okay. Done in nineteen ninety. I will see this. I, I imagine. So, okay. what do you say we rate this Mammer Jammer? I mean, I mean, if no. you want to, you want to, sure. you just want to bring us to a screeching halt. Like I mean, that, I thought I we were having a, a meeting of the minds around table here about Zap Two, but I guess we could, uh, you oh, know, yeah, I Linda we Blair's were... also in Zap Two. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Oh. Mm. Huh. Maybe we should have watched <laughs> Zap Two. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a better film. <laughs> Is she the one that gets zapped? We'll see. I'll let you know. Oh, is it a woman? Is it a woman that gets zapped? And then it's just like she's just de-pantsing guys yeah. throughout the film. Just looking at great. mad wieners all. <laughs> so, I mean, that would be what great, if, right? What if, that's the ultimate <laughs> the joke. Reverse, the reverse of this film yeah. would be hilarious. Where it's just a woman just like de-pantsing guys all the time. You just see wieners like throughout the movie. You think you're going to see like a, a, a like an 80s teen sex comedy in 19? You're like, yeah, I remember like. Dude, remember Zap with all the boobs in it? And then you go to see Zap 2, and it's like, oh, walk out, there's none but dicks! <laughs> all mad. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's good shit right there. <laughs> Zap 2, nothing but dicks. <laughs> that's the sequel? That's the quote? Yeah. That's, that's Zap, the Zap 2. Zap 2, nothing but dicks. <laughs> this one's zapped again. Can we zap hard? <laughs> zap hard. Uh, oh, out of control. So let's rate this uh, zap. Zap t- three, zapped off. <laughs> Zapping off. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right, all right. You've been wanting to rate this man, Jeremy. Yeah, Cody, it. what are we going to rate? This? Uh, let's rate. I mean, I almost want to rate it zap twos. Salamis, <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's got to be salamis. Salamis yeah, is a solid salamis choice. Makes sense. Salamis is, is the right choice. The right let's choice. start with Kyle. All right, um, so Zapped, first time watching it. Not the first teen sex comedy I've ever seen, uh, but the most ridiculous, I would say, thus far in terms of uh, content. Um, but also, I, I still stand by what I said when you gave us the option between this and Screwballs. I feel like this at least gave me something different. It wasn't just... Because when I think of sex comedies, I think of Porky's, and I think of... It's just kids moving from one situation to the other, trying to see a a nipple or get laid. This movie at least at least intertwined the 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 the, the conflict of what happens if somebody has uh, magic powers or uh, powers, and the answer is he becomes an absolute monster, <laughs> and and he uh, can easily snap at any moment and go get go into these fugue states in which he's ripping off just. <laughs> Hundreds of people's clothing at, at, at any moment. Um, overall, I'd say there are a couple scenes of this movie that I, I would say I genuinely laughed pretty hard at. Um, I really loved the, uh, uh, the the coach's tripping scene because just the way he was delivering his lines, the way that uh, way that um, Einstein was reacting to his wife was just was pretty was genuinely pretty funny. Um, <laughs> But I mean, other than that, this movie doesn't. I feel like offer a whole lot, but that's kind of. I think the idea is it's supposed to offer tits, and that's it. Um, but I mean, I can't really give it a high rating for that. So <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go like a like a two point five, middle of the road on this one. <laughs> like it's entertaining, but it will give the viewer nothing of value to take away from it. So there you go. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this film the lowest possible score I can, uh, which is going to be a half. This film... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming, guys. just absolutely terrible. <laughs> it has no redeeming factors whatsoever. I found none of the jokes funny, or at least they were jokes that seemed to be recycled jokes that I had seen from better films. Um, I don't see anything redeeming about the characters. Like, what are we rooting for? Why are we even rooting for Barney? Like, in, not. in films like Animal House or in films like other sex comedies, it's like, okay, it's, you know, it, you know, Animal House, they're just fun-loving guys that are just getting, you know, attacked by that mean old Dean. But, like, there's no, antac- there's no main antagonist in this film that's, like, trying to stop Barney from doing anything. The only main antagonist that you could maybe call is Peyton, but or, even or his or or his conscience, 
I, I guess this could be like a self-discovery thing, but he pussies out at the end, so what does it even matter? Like, he doesn't even do anything <laughs> about it. Like, Peyton just goes on, and he can't confront Peyton, so he gives up. Um, I'd say the redeeming quality of this film is I was looking forward to seeing the coach. I mean, Scatman Carruthers, sure, but, like, that's, like, what is that? I mean, what, you want me to just rate the scene where he gets high? <laughs> Two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the, that doesn't save the movie for me. I just didn't find anything. There's the characters aren't likable. They're horrible. They're both horrible. Like it's just I don't understand what the point of this film was. It feels like they tried to c- capitalize on sex uh, the sex comedy genre, but didn't even bother to think of a script. Like they didn't even bother. Just like ah, something about some guy. Here's the thing. He just gets superpowers. He can rip the girl's clothes off. We'll figure it out as we as we shoot. <laughs> but if all the other ones you've seen, has any of them had a better script? Like a better script? What do you mean? Like between it what? Was, it was quiet there. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't know. Like, what, what do you mean? Sex comedies? Do you like what sex comedies? <laughs> are? Yeah, like... I guess maybe, maybe for me, like I like American American Pie makes sense to me. Like it's about growing up and learning to grow up with. I guess you know, I, didn't, I didn't factor that in. There's when like I thought about sex comedies. I'm talking about like like. In a lot of the films, even like Animal House or something like that, there's a heart to the characters, and you're kind of rooting for them because you want them to either grow up or learn or be a better. You know what I mean? Like they're all having difficulties with their own individual girlfriends. Like what? Like Barney and, and Bernadette? Like what's what's going on there? Like what's the big deal? They're there's falling in one. Love. There's one competition that ever. Ha- <laughs> there's one conflict that ever happens in their relationship. It's when he's like, "Yo, you want to play roulette?" And that's the big breaker. Now it's got to get the girl back because I, you know. Oh, yeah. I had to play roulette <laughs> with ter- my friend. No, it's terrible. <laughs> the makeup is especially terrible. It's just fucking ridiculous. I just, I'm sorry. It's just, I didn't laugh during it. Oh, good. Really? I don't, I don't think it's so good. It's so bad. It's good. It's just not one of those films for me, man. I, yeah. I'm done bashing it. I think we've gotten, we, be, we beat this salami. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Point five. Point five. It's a movie. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's a film. It's a film, and you could it's, find it somewhere. Or as you call it, it's moving pictures. Yeah, moving pictures on a screen. Yeah. Go watch it. <laughs> Chris, shame on me for liking this movie. Um, I enjoyed this movie. I laughed through the whole thing, and I laughed at it because it was terrible. I laughed at it because it was genuinely funny. Um, I cringed at the shit that you could just not get away with in film today. And I don't necessarily think it's right or moral in any way. But these films were made to push that boundary, I think, and to to attract young viewers. And it has a place in film history. Um, but it, it worked for me. Like, the music was so bad it was good. The performances were not great from either of them, but still enjoyable to watch. Like I didn't necessarily connect with any of the characters, but it just looked like a little window into this fantasy life of this teenage kid, and it was like very exploitive and very over the top. And I found something about it kind of fun. Like I, you know, I I understand that it's like really pushing it when when you're attacking, you know, like women and stuff like that on screen. But like at this time, I I genuinely think they were like. Like you said, they thought they could get away with it. It was just a wrong move, <laughs> you know? But the comedy element and the craziness and the zaniness saved it for me. Like, it kept me in it. And, you know, I would recommend seeing it if you're going to go down the sex comedy route. Uh, I haven't gone down it yet, but this makes me want to, you know, maybe see what else is in there. I'm going to give it a three. Three salamis. Are there salamis that we're doing? Yeah, three okay. salamis. Here's the thing. Uh, I, 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 is I agree with both Mike and... And Chris, oh, where then, huh? right? It's where it's this crazy thing of like it doesn't it doesn't have a script. Like the, the really the characters aren't really redeemable. They're kind of assholes throughout the whole thing, but it's weirdly enjoyable. Yeah, and fun for some reason with Chris, not with so much Mike yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, but I would be right there with Chris. I'm at a, at a three. I don't think this is the best one. Um, there's definitely others uh, that are. Uh, zanier and crazier and 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 fun. It's just it is for me. It's more about the genre and just of what was oddly acceptable <laughs> is also because there are parts of this film that does, is makes you feel uncomfortable. 
You know what I mean? Especially the end. Like, yeah. where it is, it's like the weird rape carry scene. Yeah. Where it's like he goes all carry on the whole class and just everybody's clothes start going and it's this weird reaction from everybody. Well, the, rest, rest, but the, the worst part is Catman. It's Catman. Yeah. It's Catman. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst part. What yeah. I think is funny is that... Sorry, Cody was on top. I'm sorry. I didn't, mean to I, I didn't know. Them. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> but... Uh, there is like I I don't know there is comedy elements too that I enjoy there is like the zaniness of it and ultimately the movie is trying to be fun uh, and I think it works for and against it at times but I don't know there's elements of so bad it's good and then there's it's like what like who even came up with this idea <laughs> like of giving Potheads. yeah I don't know uh, but again as as far as it fits into the genre there's others that I like more. Um, I think this is probably one of the more commercial actual uh, entries <laughs> into it. That which does is, not bode well for which our is, future. Which is crazy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be right there at a three. <sighs> it's not the best. It's not the worst. But it's definitely worth watching because it's, like, this is fucking crazy. I think what's funny about this is that, like, if you... This is one of those films, you know, like, when they cut a trailer from an old film and they turn into, like... A comedy, like oh, yeah, yeah. This, if you turn it into a horror, I think it would work Ooh, really, really well. You could cut it, especially with all of Scott Bale's all kind of crazy, crazy looks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. His, con- his, his concentration face is the most terrifying thing it's I've ever seen. Frightening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It Just would be a, that's a great idea. Eyes. Funny. Cut. Well, it's like wide eye, and then Manson his eyes. his face, like the skin on his face, is shaking a little bit. Yeah, it's like really pushing. <laughs> yeah. really. Trying to like he's gonna shit his pants. Yeah, yeah like, like he's, he's like, like like he's really dealing with a stuck poo. <laughs> a stuck poo. What do you say we read some <laughs> reviews? Yeah, we got some reviews of it. All right, yeah. So uh, we have two reviews from coming to us from Australia. Um, first review we have five star review. Title of the review is excellent by suckers or sucker five depending on how you want to how you want to read Actually, that five ucker five <laughs> five ucker five that is the third option that you yeah. can go with on that one i'm gonna go with five ucker five five ucker five yeah, i'm going with that one you know what? five ucker five says clockwork orange please <laughs> okay. good review you know good so review. Good. It's it's a, a, get to the point right I like yeah. you know what I, I like that he really addressed our personalities in that one yeah i like I, how polite it I was thought about, i've thought <laughs> about picking that a few times <laughs> i mean if there's any kubrick film we're gonna do i would say I thought it would about be, picking it a few it's, times it's, well that yeah, and the shining i would think would be the yeah, two that I mean, we if there's tackle. any kubrick okay. film we're gonna do it's it's gonna be I forgot the name of it. Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. <laughs> of course. I'm glad you knew exactly where I was going with that. A real. <laughs> it's a real. Yeah. It's a real deep cut. It's a page turner of a yeah. film. <laughs> if I got four hours to spare. Uh, no. Nah. nah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Five Ucker Five. Five Ucker Five. Five Ucker Five. Five Ucker Five. <laughs> <laughs> Second review we have is uh, coming at us from also Australia. This is by Gatman. And this is a three-star review. And the title of the review simply says, Chasing Amy. Mm. Uh, and the review says, Enjoyable enough when they talk about a film I've seen and enjoyed, but when they mention what the rating is on Rotten Tomatoes, I just it just grates on my film buff sensibilities. It's grates on them. Just grates on it like a like a hard, nice well, hard cheese, um, like a parmesan, like a, like <laughs> a parmesan, <laughs> like a nice aged, yeah. like a hard aged cheddar, perhaps. Yeah, like which is also used with uh, tomatoes. So fresh he's, tomatoes, though. Some of those scores can Great. be grating. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, we you know we use that as a uh, as a buffer for the general public hmm. of what they may think yeah. of these films, yeah. not so much of what we are or or are we giving service to the uh, uh, the mighty powerful Rotten Tomatoes? Here's the thing, I, and I understand that the the uh, like the controversy about using Rotten Tomatoes, and I I agree with it to some extent. I do believe that like when you aggregate a bunch a, a bunch of critics together, that doesn't give you a complete understanding. Of whether a film is good or not, like like take the case of Mother. Yeah, I think what make it's not about what the Rotten Tomato score is. No, never. It's about what our score is. Yes, our yeah. score is CFI the most our important. Score. Yeah, so and that's the one that actually what, counts. In yeah, the I hope you're listening. <laughs> Hopefully, you're listening all the way to this point, so that you know what the score that matters is ours. Yeah, <laughs> and that yeah. you're focusing yeah. on and, the wrong and one, and that the score is salami. I yeah. like that Gatman though. Like left that review. I mean, it's good to know. It's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. I like to hear when you know there are things about yeah. the film that I would say that review is certified fresh. We've got another. <laughs> 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 We've got another uh, review from Canada. 
Uh, well, oh, not another one, but a review from Canada. Uh, and the, the title is Great Films, Great Guys, Great Podcast, Five Stars. It's coming to us from Bradley Bobby. It's a great name. Yeah, I love it. Bradley Fucking Bobby. Great name right there. <laughs> Goddamn. It's got a nice ring to it, right? Bradley Bobby. And it says, I've just come across this one uh, a few months ago, and I've already uh, worked through a lot of their back catalog. Goddamn. The conversations are hilarious, and the reviews are on point. I love that the guys uh, liked and reviewed Pump Up the Volume and Big Trouble in Little China, two of my favorite movies from when I was a kid. Uh, I must listen uh, to the podcast for film geeks. I have a few requests and reviews if you are interested. Uh, he requ- is requesting Suburbia, which is a punk movie from the 80s. Chopper, which is based on the thug Chopper Reed as Eric Bana's first feature role. And uh, Less Than Zero with Robert Downey Jr. playing a crackhead while he was actually a crackhead. Um, and then Barfly, which is the film with, uh, you know, mildly Bukowski. inspired by Bukowski or something that he wrote. Uh, anyways, thanks for the podcast and sorry for the super long review. Not at all. I loved it. Don't be sorry. Yeah. That's fantastic. Don't be sorry, Bradley. Hashtag you could, sorry, not you know, sorry. You know? with, with a name like that, you could have written, you could have uh, put two more paragraphs. Hashtag long reviews for life. I wonder what, the, <laughs> what do you think is the limit on Bradley these Bobby reviews? The I don't win. know. The limit I think was, um, uh, clockwork orange, please. <laughs> <laughs> I meant how long they were, but yeah, right. About as far as most people make he put, it. At first, yeah, his first review was just Clockwork Orange, and then just like the minimum amount of characters has not been <laughs> It's not been met. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media at cultfilm underscore review on Instagram and on Twitter. Also, catch out our Facebook page. Catch out. Check out our Facebook catch page. Catch it out. Catch, catch it out. Catch it out our Facebook page. <laughs> check out our Facebook page. Head over to iTunes, leave us a review, we'll give you a shout-out like we just did. Shout-out! Out. And if you're going to follow Kyle, you can follow Kyle at... Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at... ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at... At Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.